Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 8 of Star Wars Resistance, titled Sonara's Score. And before we get in there, as usual, we've got a couple of announcements. This time, we've got some exciting news out of the Disney parks. William, want to tell us all about that? Yes. Hey, everybody. Um, this week, kind of a surprise announcement. We get, uh, Another week, another, another episode, another surprise announcement. But um, we, we now have our first details on the rides themselves at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming to Disney World and Disneyland next year. Um, it, we, they gave us our first trailer for the Millennium Falcon uh, attraction and Rise of the Resistance. So you'll be able to pilot the Millennium Falcon, which looks amazing. Uh, and Rise of the Resistance looks amazing, too, although I'm not really sure what that... Um, what the experience will actually be like. Sending the Millennium Falcon makes sense. Mm. Uh, I'm not really sure what, what kind of experience Rise of the, of the Resistance is going to be, but it looks very cool. Did you guys watch the the trailers at all? I I watched the video for the ride. Well, I watched all the videos, but the Rise of the Resistance, I think they previewed the ride vehicle, I think, at D23 the year before, and you got to see the ride vehicle in that video. If you look closely, it's when the... Um, the, the first order officer walks up to the droid that's spinning. I believe that's the concept of the ride vehicle, or that is the ride vehicle. That's really cool. Sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. We also got some of our uh, some uh, new details on the uh, the hotel, uh, the Star Wars hotel that we'll be getting as well. Uh, it, as it turns out, so some of the, the plans were, it looks like they were, I don't know if they were leaked or released officially, but... Um, we uh, it sounds like there will be a transportation to and from the hotel and the the park at Disney World at, um, at Hollywood Studios, and you when you go in you'll go through security outside of the hotel. So when you once you're in the hotel, you are 100% in the Star Wars universe, uh, just like uh, all of the rumors. So that sounds amazing. That's awesome. We'll even get a live Hondo Anaka walking around. Some concept art is to be believed. Um, well, that that comes from Jedi. Uh, jedinews.co.uk and I'm looking at a photo of it right now somebody unless they leaked it out this came directly from whatever Disney convention yeah. is happening in Florida where this announcement was made so it 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 must be oh true. I'm sure it's true I'm sure it's true it's just uh, I'm I'm excited I love I love Hondo but you know I love more than Hondo yes. I love John Williams Star Wars music and we thought that uh, episode 9 would be the next time we get to hear John Williams score. But in fact, we got a preview of some new star Wars music from John Williams on Friday. Here is the, he will be composing the music for, uh, for star Wars galaxy's edge. And here's a little preview of the theme. Take a listen. I am so excited. Doesn't this sound epic? It's, oh, it's yeah. very, it's very John Williams and Star Wars, but also fresh. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. I I love it. I think I think the one thing that you need to do search out the video of this because they actually show the London Symphony Orchestra performing this piece, but they also cut in aerial footage from drones of Galaxy's Edge. It appears that the video footage is probably from the Disneyland version and the Disney World version of it. They mm-hmm. it kind of interspersed it. But just the the oh god, the I, I want to say immenseness, but the how large this land looks when it finally opens, it, it it's incredible. It's just way too cool. It's gonna be awesome. It is. And you know what? 
I, I, I'm so excited that we're going to get some new music to go along with all the classic Star Wars themes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope they, personally, I hope they put out a soundtrack. Because I, I have to imagine there's going to be more than just this as you're That's... walking around the park. You know, William, sometimes I feel like you'd be happy if Star Wars just released soundtracks. I'm... <sighs> I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I, I do. I love the Star Wars soundtrack so much. Rebels, Resistance. I know. I, actually, I haven't asked oh, for the Resistance anything? soundtrack yet, but you're right. I do ask for soundtracks I feel like all you the asked time. For it in the first couple episodes. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure, William. We can we can go back to the tape and find out. But, uh, but yeah, John Williams is back with some more Star Wars music, and uh, I cannot wait to hear more but in the meantime we have other things to hear including the soundtrack and audio track and the visuals for star wars resistance so tom that was was smooth what are we going to be talking about i just want you to know well i i think i think we're going to be talking about tonight is season one episode eight of star wars resistance titled sonara score this was written by gavin had I'm going to say this high night because that's what I believe I got from the, the end of the credits. This was also directed by Bosco Ning, which is a uh, person who also directed from the uh, Star Wars Rebels. So he's, Bosco's been he's, around for a while. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's yeah. great work. What I was, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. A little tongue-tied tonight, folks. <laughs> but um, what we're looking at tonight for this episode, on a mission to repair a vital platform defense system, Kaz befriends the mysterious Sonara and comes under attack by pirates. Now, I guess it's the platform that comes under attack by pirates because that's the synopsis that was given us. But the show starts out with Jaeger and his crew. They're tasked by Dozer to repairing the Colossus Turbo Laser's automatic targeting system because they never mentioned what happened to it, but the targeting system is down and it's very important that it gets up. So that's the gist of the episode. It sounded to me like just a routine maintenance job. Or It did? Or- I don't know. No, that was, it sounded like multiple. I guess they, they, or they only sabotage. repair one cannon. Because yeah, I guess that it, wasn't clear. Like, it, was it sabotage or was it just the ca- the 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 cannon was just down? It was like well, it just wasn't normal just, use. It wasn't just the cannon. It was like the whole tracking system for right. both cannons. Yeah. So something something was wrong. And the the thing that made it even more pressing was that Doza was like, you know, you got to get this done because a squadron was going to be leaving the Colossus on. Did they ever say why the Colossus, why the A Squadron was leaving Colossus? Some Just sort that they of were leaving in the system. Unknown. Something yeah. unknown. Yeah, I, I don't believe they yeah. said. Yeah, there's there's so many mysteries going on in this platform. I mean, on the way, it's supposed to be like a you know, it's 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 not too dissimilar from like an aircraft carrier where you have well, no, that's true. You know, all these pilot pilots and they're probably off on routine missions. Or they're going around doing their thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the time racing. when your only defense is down. Mm-hmm. Is that really the the right time for that? Probably not. <laughs> and here's the other thing: with all the other, let's say, racers and quote unquote squadrons, why is it just the A squadron that's there to task for defense of the station? Well, they're the they're the fighter fighter pilots. The, you know, there's some other there's there's not many other racers. But there's only one one set of pi- one set one squadron on a platform like that. Yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> no, I, it okay. I mean, it must be that the yeah. New Republic resources are so stretched thin because at the end there's a little least. Well, wouldn't say it, we're not going to jump that far ahead, but yeah. Um, but uh, Yeager sends uh, Tam and Kaz off to find another a replacement tracking chip, a Komar tri tracking chip, uh, which apparently is extremely rare, and so not even. The Office of Acquisitions with Flix and Orca have the parts they need, unfortunately. Although Loved seeing those guys again. They're they're great. They agree. And yeah. they just they give Kaz and Tam such a hard time too. Um Well, I just love I can't remember the name, but I love the I love the pulling of Cam uh, Kaz's leg where it's like, sure, I've got five of those chips. I've got six hyperdrive cores and a crate full of and I love this one, Kyber crystals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, Kaz believed them. Well, this is Kaz we're talking about here. So. I, yeah, no one is surprised that Kaz believed them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um but instead they decide to go visit a new group. Uh, called the Scavengers. I, I like seeing all these different groups. I mean, what two two weeks ago 
we learned about the uh, the Chilidae who mm-hmm. maintain the ship, and now we have to learn about the scavengers. And apparently, the scavengers they're the ones who go down and retrieve all of these parts from the ocean floor uh, from from previous ships, and they sell them. And I, I guess maybe f- it sounds like Flix and Orca buy the parts potentially and then sell mm-hmm. them in the office of acquisitions. So um, I just like, hearing, it's fun to see more about the economy of the, of the Colossus. Okay. So here's, here's Absolutely. another question. Here's another question. When it comes to the Colossus, have they, have they ever said the planet this is on? And did they ever Castellan. mention because it's on what? Castellan. Oh, Castellan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. But then again, was there ever a major battle that we know of that took place near Castellan? I don't think so. It must be must have been yeah, something I, because if there's a lot of parts there with these scavengers. Yeah, they they make reference to you know crashed Y wings and VF seventy two gunships, um, and I think a know, battle and, cruiser too. Yeah, and so that's I think where the part came from. Yeah, who knows? I, maybe it's just you know the, I mean the Clone Wars, you know, raged across the entire galaxy. The battle for the you know the 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 the, the, the rebel alliance galactic, was the, the galactic civil war thank you that's it, exactly what i was looking for term, william that is the one i was looking for uh yeah. the you know that obviously raged across the entire galaxy so it's possible you know there was just battles on almost every planet and there's of course going to bound to be wreckage but um yeah i'm surprised that there's they have such a there's so much at the bottom of that ocean that they can just keep mm-hmm. they can keep up that that business but who knows maybe they're looking across the whole planet mm-hmm. um, you never know yeah. Did you see the little Easter egg in there, that speeder that uh, Kaz took out a couple episodes back with the quote-unquote friend of the other oh, racers? Oh, really? That was one of the speeders. That was with, one of the speeders Jai? that was dredged up. Uh, I totally missed that. I didn't yeah. see it. That is cool. Nice nice eye. Nice I, unless, eye. unless I'm wrong, that looked like one of the speed. That looked like the speeder that blew up. No, it, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, you know, this is also a planet that, you know, we routinely see... Uh, starship races and things like that that uh, aren't particularly safe mm-hmm. so i'm sure there's plenty of uh discarded race ships that have fallen oh, or more than likely yeah, that's true that's true um what's more surprising though is that sonara from the last episode actually has a job as a scavenger um well, this takes place a couple months after right so that was my question yeah, I, I was going to ask you guys question how far is this because kaz tells tam they rescued Sonara, quote, a while back, end quote. That implies to me that I don't, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't say a while back when I'm talking about yesterday or even, you know, last week. It's usually a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple, couple months, weeks ago. Something yeah. like that. But Force Awakens is only, the, this show only takes place six months before The Force Awakens. So Maybe a while has, back, think- like, how, how long has it been since the last episode? Well, I mean, it has. Maybe to Kaz, it's like last month or something. I don't yeah, know. I, I assume at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. Me too. Uh, which is fascinating because that means that they're really moving the timeline along and we should be hitting Force Awakens pretty soon at this point. I mean, I have to imagine Kaz has at least been on the Colossus for a month now. Uh, we don't have any firm timeline. My guess is probably more like, you know, a month or two. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. You can also tell, especially in this episode, he's starting to get his mechanics legs under him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's true. He's maybe learning a little, a uh, little bit less in the... I mean, he's still Kaz, so he's still clumsy as all out, but not as much losing of parts and breaking of things and stuff like that, which is, I think, a nice change of pace almost. It's probably the word. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but he's still that little bit annoying with hit we'll see it later where he's just you know he's still cast yeah he's still cast let me put it that way he's still cast yeah yeah uh yeah but uh but sonara now has a job as one of the scavengers and 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 almost like a a lead scavenger we don't really see many others in this episode um but they 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 go to to sonara and man she like no respect they rest they save her life in the last episode and she can't even remember their name this time barely recognizes them no kidding yeah that, that, that i was mean like, let's not forget she's a pirate you know i mean who's okay. trying to maintain her cover she, I, th- I would hope that even if she I, didn't I actually care <laughs> but but i kind of agree with you these he's somebody who saved her life 
helped her out. Yeah. Almost got her back on her feet. You would kind of think she would remember instead of go, just go, uh, Kaz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless and, it's part of her, uh, I was going to say ploy. That's I'm not sure that makes sense now that I, yeah. now that I say it out loud. <laughs> Maybe a little bit yeah, of minor how amnesia. I, how do I get them to trust me? I know. Yeah. I'll pretend I don't know their names. <laughs> Well, you know, that, you know, if you, uh, sometimes if you try to keep someone at arm's length, that only makes them, you know, want you more. And <laughs> Although, sure, William. That, there's certainly a little bit of that strange dynamic where they clearly, Kaz especially, and even Tam by the end of the episode, think they're much better friends with Sonara than they mm-hmm. are. Yeah. I mean, I think even by the end of the episode, you know, Tam's like, well, that's what friends are for. I'm like, really? She like gave you, she sold you a part. And you hung out and talked once. You talked right. once for like 30 seconds. <laughs> but but the interesting thing is about the middle of the episode, I think I can get into her now. Uh-huh. Kaz even says to himself, he doesn't trust her that much. Yes. Yes. That's I like true. That. The and, first good the sense end, out of Kaz. And yeah. how long now? Well, I mean, cause she, she comes back with that part awfully fast, right? Okay. Now. Okay. But wait a minute. Here's, here's one thing that, that I found very fascinating. Okay. You have people going into a scavenger and saying, look, you know, they're supposed to keep this whole thing on the down low. Don't tell anybody. It got so bad that Niku, they kept telling him, <laughs> you can't say a word. And Niku had his hand over his mouth because he's not supposed to say anything because you know how naive Niku is. But you sit there and oh, Tam Niku. specifically ask for this part. And I mean, totally specific and we'll take the housing, but nothing more. To me, if I had somebody come up to me with something that specific, that would raise my eyebrow spy or not mm-hmm. well and you that gotta figure especially because sonara is clearly knowledgeable in her field yep that's just a, like hmm what do these parts get used for well turbo laser you know targeting systems and uh yeah okay and food processors in case you were wondering oh that's a little bit later <laughs> or steamers oh, sorry food food, food ste- steaming steamer. machines <laughs> yeah uh, that, 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 again that's later yeah um but no they you know, she, uh, she does get a little curious, though. She starts she starts inquiring and they quickly shut her down um, and, and leave. But that's that's when she starts getting a little bit curious and investigates. And, of course, uh, while she's looking around, she, she spots Yeager and Doza chatting, puts two and two together and, uh, you know, calls up her her buddy to to let him know that her uh, buddy you mean her boss well her, her pirate boss <laughs> yeah well there's the two they're calls not, i think the, fir- not that the first really. call was with um uh oh yeah it's wasn't like, it Sonara. with uh, yeah. oh yeah, that's that right oh yeah. no, you're right yeah he's got to get through the you know the secretary exactly or the 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 assistant whatever yeah. whatever your word of choice is yeah i think it was oh shoot i can't find it now i can't remember his name <laughs> it was in the yeah i had it written down but that's fascinating um so you know she she of course goes and tries to check it out and find out what what's going on and i don't how the heck does she get inside how does she get into the room with with tam and kaz oh that far okay back okay that's the other um, thing all right, if they're supposed to be working on something top secret, you'd think they'd have the doors locked. Okay. Okay, look, you're you're not wrong. Right. But I let me I have one word to convince you. Oh, wait okay. a minute. I think I know what it might be. Okay. Let's see. Go ahead. What, no, no, no. No, go ahead. It, uh here, let's see. One word, three letters. Nope, that wasn't it. Okay. The the one word is Kaz. <laughs> I was going to say Vince. I feel like this probably Who wasn't Kaz's fault, though. He wasn't the last one in the door, in the room, right? Mm-hmm. We can't blame Kaz for this one. No. Uh, watch me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no. So basically, so no, basically Kaz a, got to lock the door? I And you know what? I put the blame on Doza. Like, critical repairs happening in the side of an hour, just not, it's not reasonable. Especially when your defense forces away. Yeah, yeah. like, let's, especially, like, okay, the defense... You've only got an hour. Fine. Uh, tell the aces not to like take that long. Like or t- like, hey guys, you're delayed for an hour while we fix this. Mm. Then you can go. Yeah. Uh, and it also comes back to like how, how what happened to that device in the first place. You know, did see, it just randomly like it, it go offline. What, 
I keep spares. But it also, when it comes to the defense of the Colossus, it all gets back to what kind of mission were the aces on? I know it is a thing to where if you're a commanding officer, and, to, and, and take a look at The Last Jedi, um, you had... Um, um, Haldo? Haldo, thank you. You had Haldo sitting there basically not telling Poe her true mission and where she was going. It wasn't his responsibility. She was the one in command. Same thing with Doza. Doesn't have to tell Jaeger where they were going. But, Stephen, I agree with you. No. If, if they literally had to go someplace, why couldn't he have waited until that targeting system was back online before he sent them? He should have. Absolutely should have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe unless, it was unavoidable, um, but unless it was unavoidable, in which case I wish they had, you know, showed it and said what kind of mission it was or not. Like, uh, well, something part of me, some, is, some bread part of me is hoping this is all going to like lead up into like Doza's up to something. I'm becoming more and more convinced of that. And my question is, you think what, so? what, what is that thing that he's up to? But is OK, then it's almost it's almost as if the most obvious thing you're looking at points to, well, that's the person that has to be the spy, but not necessarily that most obvious. It's always the one that's under the radar that is the actual spy. So is he the spy that's trying to push them toward the first order, which we'll talk about that toward the end, or is he doing it because he's trying to protect something? We, yeah, I, I yeah, think he's protecting something. Yeah. Cause he, He's not happy about being pushed towards the First Order, but he doesn't feel like he has a choice. Agreed. I don't think he and actually totally actively wants to work for the First Order. Right. Right. But I, I think we need, we need to get back to Sonara in the, the repair bay because mm. this is something that I find very fascinating because Kaz just cannot sell a lie. <laughs> where she pops no, no, no. up. It's, let's Go be ahead. very no. clear. It's not that he can't sell a lie. It's that he can't tell a lie. Sell, when, tell, whatever. It just didn't work. <laughs> look, Tom, I have a I have a wonderful steamer that I want to I want to sell you. It's okay. um, it's, it's an amazing device. Um, it's huge. It, it's huge. You know, it needs very sophisticated targeting computers because, mm-hmm. of course, it does. Yeah. What what food steamer needs a Comar tri tracking chip? What do you t- one that has to be to the umpteenth millisecond? perfectly temperatured time uh, right and e- even like him trying to say goodbye and like shoo sonara out of there was just so awkward like goodbye goodbye like like okay kaz like be a little smoother and that's why i i just loved how tam steps in and smoothly takes over mm-hmm. and suggests that she and and, and sonara go grab lunch and tries and to like make he- friends with her and Tam is really growing on me as a character. In fact, I really think Tam should have been the one that should have been recruited by Poe to be the spy. <laughs> I think she's the smartest one on the station. Well, uh, that's her, sure. and Yeager. I yeah. mean, her and Yeager. Right, but, yeah. but Yeager doesn't want to be involved in anything. I feel like Tam Tam is more likely to get to get involved. We don't we don't know why Yeager's uh, is hesitant to help the resistance, but Just uh, because, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh Tam decides she and Sonara are best friends awfully fast. No, that's true. Okay, but it's it's probably my biggest complaint with the episode is like she goes from she's I don't she decides they're best friends immediately. Well, her her I I, I so I I think there's three key moments that um that that might signal that. The first mm-hmm. one is when she offers to go get lunch. And I feel like that was just a, merely a distraction to get her out of the room. Sure. Right. Get her Absolutely. out. The second moment is later when she saves her life, uh, when Tam saves Sonara's life. And again, I think that was just Tam being kind and not mm-hmm. wanting someone to die. Yeah. Totally agree. During an attack. I mean, the entire station is being attacked, though. It, exactly. And their only defense is going to be this getting those tracking systems online. Right. So and what she really did. Was leave the defense of the entire station in Kaz's hands. Well, Kaz and <laughs> which probably I mean Sorry, it worked Kaz out, but not not always okay. the best idea. That's much better. Time but then the third right. moment is when at the end she said, "Well, that's when she says she saves her because she's a friend," which I thought again I thought was a little stretch, but all of her other actions made complete sense. I thought it was a it was a little bit of a stretch for me. 
Yeah. Okay. The the depth, and I should say, the you're right. The last moment's the one that feels like it wasn't earned. Mm. Yeah. Um. But I, I do like, I do like how Tam is trying to step in and 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 fix things while mm-hmm. while Kaz and Niku are literally floundering, trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> trying not to reveal this this big secret. Uh, okay, and 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 to get back to the literal point of view, yeah, the literal Yeager telling Niku don't say anything, and Niku putting his hands over his mouth, and every time he's not supposed to say anything, the hands are over his mouth, and the underneath the mouth, I mean underneath his his hands, uh-huh. I mean that was kind of like, uh, I mean I know Niku is Niku, but it got to be a little for the age group. It was probably funny. Yeah, no, it's it it's, just it's a, hilarious for the age group for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially when then he switches from putting his hand over his mouth to putting his hand over Kaz's mouth um, to yeah. stop Kaz from talking again for the age group makes complete sense. And I'm, I'm I can just imagine kids rolling laugh, you know, with laughter mm-hmm. uh, for that. Now there is one thing I did like about this episode. We finally got some kind of backstory from Tam yes. and that did kind of pay off with her and Sonara. So, to a certain extent, Stephen, I could see at the end buying her, looking at Sonara and saying, "You're a friend because we got all this backstory about, you know, the father was a pro racer. She tried. She needed parts, extra credits, and basically lost a race, and that's how she ended up on a on the Colossus. So you're kind of giving, yeah, a total stranger your your backstory, but you're kind of opening yourself up to somebody. So I could buy that at the end of being a friend. Mm. Yeah, between this and the high tower, we we got we get a lot more of Tam's uh, history, uh, which which I like, and it kind of feels like she, I don't even know if she wants to be on uh, on Castellan. She just kind of ended up there. Uh, yeah, from the sound of it, yeah. And she's kind of stranded, which is kind of a sad story. You know, she can't even get off and get enough credits to get a, make a new ship and kind of kind of have to feel bad for her kind of seems like there could be a lot of people on that station with the same thing mm-hmm. that the same the same kind of thing where it's like if you're betting on races you bet too big you're stuck there yeah speaking of the the people on the station um I, I like how we see a lot of the same characters over and over on most shows this would make the world feel small and be a sign of like a, a lack of resources and, and a small budget but in resistance um because it's such a small station, I mean, I don't know the size, but I assume it's relatively small. Um, you know, everyone kind of knows each other and it's all the same people walking around and you might have new visitors occasionally, but you know, it's mostly going to be those same people. And so it actually makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's kind of fun to see those same characters in the background, whether it's, you know, um, uh, OP pit who I just love. He's the little janitor, the, the yellow furry janitor in the background. Of some yeah. Of the with scenes. the goggles. Yeah, and in this one, he's like walking around trying to catch the trash as people are throwing it, uh, you know, around the station. Or, or Garma later, who's stealing things from a crash vehicle. You kind of get to know the residents a bit more, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, the I think the real reason that works so well is that they have so many, so much variety to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. you know, we especially like season one of Rebels. There were a lot of scenes. Where it's like, oh, it feels like they're reusing because they don't have a choice. Right mm-hmm. here, they they very clearly have a choice and they've decided to make it this kind of living, breathing station, which is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. I really like Which it. if it's supposed to be small, that makes sense. You're not going to, if a new vi- new person were to, I would, I would say this, if somebody new were to come to the platform, they would stick out like a sore thumb and all the residents there would know it. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's oh, like yeah. a small now town. at that point, something's changed. It's like a small town where everybody knows each other. Yep. Uh, which has to make spying even more difficult for Kaz. <laughs> it's like I said, Tam is probably a better spy. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe that's what they're expecting. Yes. Uh, but sure enough, um, after a few moments, Kaz runs to, to find Tam um, because she's taking way too long, which I get, but at the same time, she's, I mean, maybe she's t- taking longer than she could have, but her whole job right at that point was to, distract Sonara and, and get out of there. And yes, she is the best mechanic, and I don't know if I would trust uh, Niku and Kaz to fix the device by themselves. Uh, at least, really, you, you don't know. 
You have to think about it even for a second. <laughs> At least she's you know, distracting the uh, the person who walked in on them, uh, and and she just gets yelled at. Uh, yeah, for being and, and it just so happens that gone. maybe uh, Kaz, uh, Kaz and Niku couldn't find the manual, the actual instruction manual to how to replace a thing, so they really had to go and get Tam. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. That's probably it. Uh, but sure enough, while they're repairing the device, an attack comes. Just, just after Kaz yeah. asks what the odds are of an attack. Yeah. So, uh, actually, hang on. Before we go into okay. another slight pet peeve of mine, there's a lot that happens in this episode very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, normally hyperspace travel takes some amount of time and the fact that the pirates are ready to launch an assault in full force on almost no notice is a little bit of a surprise like there's there's just a lot that happens very quickly do we, do we, i don't know actually know how far away the pirates are uh, but you're right the the ha- the i don't yeah i don't think we know so i guess it's possible they're but launching an attack that quickly is still impressive yeah yeah uh, Most impressive. Unless they were just waiting for Sonara to call them with an opportunity. And she did give them a heads up earlier about the Yeah, but the, the heads guns. up still comes within that like one or two hour time limit. True. Mm. That is true. It's a very, very short turnaround. Exactly. Um, yeah. Now, this is this for me, the whole pirate attack thing, kind of got a little too long and drawn out. I mean, I, I can understand, you know, you've got Doza calling security and said, hey, you know, get security up here. And then he calls up Yeager saying, get those cannons online because we need them now. You know, but it just. I, I have to call the question the pirates strategy here. Like. If your opponent's uh, like primary defense capability is down, you should destroy that immediately. Like, make it so they're not going to repair it. You know? But how bright are these pirates? I mean, yeah. we know we know they're not. But still. I feel like they're not... They're not not bright, though. You know? Okay. I, I, I mean, so, they are not that bright. Let's be real. Okay, so the purpose of the pirates are what in this case? They basically they basically attack the platform just to create mayhem. And I totally agree with Steven that they should have destroyed those guns first. Mm-hmm. But unless the, they unless sorry. Go ahead. Uh unless they're under orders not to cause tons of damage to the station. Uh that's a good point. Because the whole the whole reason they the pirates are being hired is to push Doza toward the first order mm-hmm. protection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And presumably they want, you know, the station relatively intact. And we don't know what the First Order wants That's very the station, true. right? It's unclear like what their yeah. end goal is. Yep. It still gets back to what is the purpose of the station? What it, What is the purpose of it being there? Yeah. And is there something on that station? Maybe it's why Doza is so headstrong to kind of keep the defenses up on that station. That he wants to keep the pirates out. But inadvertently, the First Order knows it's there, and he's going to inadvertently bring the First Order in to get what's ever there that Doza's trying to protect. Hmm. So, you know, my yeah, I think you're right. Doza's protecting something. The First Order knows he has it. I don't think anyone else knows about it yet, mm-hmm. though. And he's just, he's desperately trying to get some kind of deal, I think. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder if within an, an episode or two we're going to see Doza reaching out to Kaz as a way of trying to get resistance protection. Hmm. But do you think Doza thinks Kaz is, is part of the resistance as the spy? Well, he knows something is up. Now we he haven't knows something, yeah. but we knows, haven't had Kaz any up to something. There hasn't been much follow up to that at the end right. of, um, uh, you know, at the end of the High Tower, he was he was very suspicious, and he met with them and in children from Tahar too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't really acted all that much on it yet, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, that we've seen that we've, that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they build on that more soon. Yeah. And I think, I think what would be fascinating is how the writers are going to have Doza confront Kaz 
and how they have Kaz respond. That I think is going to be fascinating to watch how the writers come up with that. Yep. I, mean, I don't think Kaz will respond very well. <laughs> no, <laughs> but... no, he won't. But, but I think, I think how, I, I think how they're going to write the situation to have it come out is going to be fascinating to yeah, watch. That, yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, Kaz barely can handle being a spy. Imagine if yep. he's now a, literally the only representative of the resistance. I wonder if he could do that slightly, but I don't know. I mean, he, we, we, we know that he's, he's better as a pilot. So I would hope that, I don't know. He's just not good at being subtle, but if he's, he's dealing directly with, with Doza as a you know emissary for the resistance, or something he might be better. But, but is he an emissary for the resistance? Well, not but yet. But then again, Doza might think he is. So right. yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or turn him that way. Right. I mean, basically, Kaz would be the an inadvertent uh, conduit. Although the resistance right now resistance. is in no protection really to protect the station. That would be the New Republic. Um, right. If they True. believed the threat of the First Order, which is a whole other problem. Um, but in the meantime, the, the pirates... The pirates attack, and we get some nice action with this. What almost looked like a a, a load lifter, the exact model. Uh, they they haven't uh, announced that yet, but uh, yeah, this 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 these scenes where Yeager and Kaz are, are flying this load lifter around and trying to uh, trying to load the tracking computer into the the guns uh, the defense system. Uh, meanwhile. Tam and Sonara and, and everyone are trying to fend off the the pirate attack while um, it, while while Niku just heroically cowers heroically <laughs> in with bucket very heroically in, in, a, in, a, bucket. in a closet with bucket as he yeah. so proudly proclaims later yeah um, okay so did you guys think that that little battle with Yeager and the the Mister obvious you know pirate guy who does yell at one point that on the back of that load lifter this must be the targeting computer and we must let them repair it <laughs> okay um do you think that little fight between the two of them was just a little too long and unbelievable yeah i i'm with you tom yeah 100 percent. i get it i get what they're going for took way too long <laughs> yeah yeah and and I, I understand the recycling of a lot of the, uh, the recycling of the people on the Colossus, but it seems like with the pirates, it seemed like unless there's two, who's the guy that's gray and he's got the bandolier that had the, um, the old Imperial, uh, rank insignias on the bandolier. Swear to God, I saw that guy twice in two different areas. And then I think oh, I the, forget. the one that attacked, um, Kaz at the target computer wasn't he one of the pirates that was pulled by the uh, the monkey in last episode? So it must be. It's a very small band of pirates. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we even saw Sonara in um, uh, in an earlier episode. I believe it was the Triple Dark before mm -hmm. she was introduced last episode. So. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know they they. They're, they have this big attack and Tam ends up saving Sonara uh, and they do get the, the device into the, into the tracking, the tracking computer into the, the weapon system. It requires Kaz to basically try to shove it in with an electrostaff and then mm. Yeager accidentally or on purpose, it wasn't really clear, uh, ram it with the load lifter, which I, at first it looked like it was destroyed, but it, 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 it did work. I thought for a second there he accidentally did destroy it because yeah. of the way it started up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it all worked out, and the 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 weapon systems came right back online, and the pirates all retreated, which does sound like, again, they're not trying to actually do anything. They're yeah, just, just mayhem and, it's and steel supplies. It's just scaring them. Mm -hmm. Scare yep. tactics to push them toward the the First Order. Now... There's something that Jaeger said at the end of this episode that I find very surprising and, and very telling because he turns to Kaz and goes, you're never the only spy on this platform. Do you think that is just a blanket statement or do you think Jaeger knows something? I think he's talking about Sonara. 
I think it was it was pretty clear at the that the So you think Yeager knows you think Yeager has a feeling Sonara is a spy for the pirates. Oh, I didn't get that at all. No. Or or no. not Sonara, but he knows that there is a spy on the platform. Okay. Or do you think there was or or, or do you think he was talking about something else? I thought he was talking about something else. Yeah. Interesting. I do too. I, I, but also, in a case like this, you would think, because of where the station is at, there has to be a boatload of other spies on that platform. Probably. It's probably like Maz's yeah. Cantina, where you know you have multiple, multiple spies all hanging yeah. out in there looking for information. Uh, which makes things very interesting, again, when everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think so? Okay, I, I'm trying to remember. Sonara didn't. She didn't actually escape, right? She's she, she's still on the station. No, she's still. Oh on no, the station she stayed with her cover, fact, right? Right, cover it, intact. Do you I think? Do you think? Do you think she will continue to spy for the pirates? Then try to maintain so her you cover. Think, do you think she's going to turn? I don't. Well, I, I don't know. Turning might be a little much. Do you think she will? Ah. Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, given the, the age range, I think she's going to turn. And join her friends, her newfound friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the people who treat her right and actually care about her. You know, saved these are the, her life. Those, yeah, like those are the people that you want to keep around you in life. I mean, they've saved her life, her life twice and she can't even remember their names. So. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> here's, here's something interesting. I, I have to say this. Yeah. So, Sonara is standing right next to Tam when that one pirate pops out and he kind of gets this look on his face like, Sonara, and then right before he finishes the name, Sonara takes him out in one punch. Mm-hmm. So, okay, unless there was blaster fire going on, Tam didn't hear that, although I really love the one punch thing. That was that was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, I mean, in, in the middle like, of a battle, I can see how that's that's hard that's easy to miss, especially that, okay. if, if you're tamed, okay. right? I could, I could, I could throw that. That could be a throwaway line for me as well. I could mm. go with that to where she did not hear it. But you're actually, you're absolutely right. Though. I, I actually missed that my first two times watching it somehow. Uh, yeah. The fact, the fact. Well, it's that, also the hesitation. I mean, yeah. you look at it, the hesitation and the gun goes down. I mean, that would also be another thing where it's like, huh? Yeah. She's clearly trying to keep her cover. Yeah. Yeah. Just really fascinating. Um, but you know the the pirates leave, and Doza contacts Commander Pyre and decides that uh, you know what it maybe it's time to you know seriously consider the First Order's offer. To he'll do anything to make the pirate attacks stop, and Pyre offers to personally come to the Colossus to discuss further. Although I don't think that'll happen next week, given the given the summary. So we may have to wait a bit longer, sadly. Well, the First Order has to put their affairs together. Yep. And then present them. I mean, this is the thing they've been waiting for. This is, this is their yeah. moment. This is, this is exactly what they've wanted. So I think it was going to be, although looking at next week's, the next episode... I would hope there would be some kind of thread going into the next episode that kind of calls back to this one and kind of foretells the next one instead of just a, okay, it's just a couple months have passed and everything's fine and back in hunky dory. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I yeah. hope so too. Interestingly, um, it sounds like we will get an episode next week even though it is thanksgiving here in the u.s ah, that's unusual uh, very unusual yeah based on uh all the schedules i've seen so far they're they're going straight into next sunday with a new episode so we will we'll find out more uh but first before we uh give you a little preview of next week's episode i think it's time to review uh and deliver our final thoughts um steven Excellent. do you want to go first uh, I, I, I will. Um, but first I think I have to, I have to do this in, I like, I didn't need to do my womp rat thing first, I guess. And okay. I, I guess it's more of a gimmick. 
Okay. Um, so my Womp Rats are, you know, they were just, they were told not to talk. Uh, and so my review is going to be, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's decent. And, uh, yeah. So in summary, you're giving the show a five? Uh, I said a 6.5. Okay. Quanta. How could you not tell? <laughs> I was definitely, I, I'm sorry. As well, quick aside, I, that was very, the, the that lamest was... thing I've ever done. <laughs> Thank you. But, but I at least heard the five. I, I didn't hear the you, six you heard, point. You heard the five. That's a, yeah. yeah. It's pretty impressive. Progress. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't believe I just did that. Yes, anyway. Well, it, and uh, Stephen will now. not be on next week's episode um, or the one reason. after that or ever again. <laughs> no, he'll be on. No, we love you, Stephen. We forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> that was wow. really bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, someone else, please. You know what? I'll I go. dare one of you find something worse than that. Wow. Oh boy. boy, that's a challenge if I'm going next because I volunteered. Okay. There you go. Good luck, All Tom. Right, so, I, you, thank you. I am giving this episode a solid six. Um, I'm going to take my six womp rats. And you know, when it comes to the scavengers, somebody needs to be down there to actually find the stuff to scavenge. Scuba womp rats? So, no. Are you kidding? They're uh, not going to give them actual scuba tanks. They have to hold their breath. I mean, those are basically gorgs, though, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, the womp rats it, of the sea. Okay. So here's the thing. So now you gave me the better one. So it's the Gorgs that have Womp Rats riding their backs. And it's the Womp Rats that are helping, that are riding the Gorgs and pointing out where the wreckage is on the bottom. And the Gorgs have to take the Womp Rats back up to the surface mm-hmm. and tell the scavengers where all the wreckage is. Mm-hmm. It's basically Aquaman Womp Rat Edition. Thank you. Didn't want to say that because it's a different studio, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I, I thought, again, I, I enjoyed the episode. I I don't think it's Resistance's best episode they've done so far, but um, I I still, I, I thought it was a, it was, an, it was a fun episode. Um, we, I liked seeing more of Tam's backstory. I liked seeing more of the Colossus platform in general with the scavengers, and they're really starting to move the story along with uh with with doza being open to a deal with the first order so i'm excited to see what happens when commander pyre arrives on the station um so with that uh i'm gonna give this actually i think i'll also do six and a half womp rats and my womp rats are well they're gonna help carry the 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 device the uh the tracking computer um back and forth you know when, when they don't have the little load lifter they they use the womp rats to kind of carry it. Very nice. So I will say very briefly on a serious note, one of the things I really appreciated about the episode is for, I feel like one of the first episodes, the plot was not driven by Kaz being a screw up. Thank you. Yes. You are 100% right. It makes a big difference in the Mm -hmm. quality episode when it's, you know, they just, the characters get to do their thing. Yeah. And situations happen, you know, organically, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it so, was very nice. So, to a certain extent, do you think the part part of a the good reason why is because it revolved around a character that was other than Cass and it revolved around Tam in well, a little it, bit. It still featured on Cass, but it wasn't. Things didn't happen in the episode because of Cass is the key, okay. right? Specifically because okay. of his mistakes. Good point. Like he didn't really make any major mistakes in this episode. I mean, he he could have hidden stuff better from Sonara and mm. uh, and that sort of thing. But he he you know he, he helped find the part. He um he helped install the part. He 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 installed it the 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 repaired tracking computer in the the turbo lasers. So he did a lot of actually really good did stuff a lot in of this good. episode. Did did a lot of yeah. good things. This is maybe it's a good point, Stephen. This might be Kaz's most successful episode. Which unfortunately isn't saying much, but it you know it's a start. But yep. it is a start. He's learning, and he can now he's he's also starting to learn how to repair stuff. So, yeah, uh, he is slowly but surely living up to whatever poses onward and upward. <laughs> yes. 
Well, uh, again, next week is Thanksgiving, but it sounds like we will be getting another episode of Star Wars Resistance. This will be Season 1, Episode 9, The Platform Classic. Uh, An upcoming race reunites Yeager with his estranged brother Marcus, who needs to win to pay off his debt to a criminal organization. Black Sun? Ooh, Ooh. I don't know. Or the Pikes, maybe? The Pikes. Pikes. Maybe Crimson Dawn, if if they're still around. Ooh. Ooh. That would be it. Uh, mm, now there's a lot okay. of good potential. Um, a lot of potential. Not so. It does it sounds like no Commander Pyre yet? But I I like Eager, and I I would love to hear more about his brother, uh, who we only got hints of in the series premiere. So mm-hmm. I'm all for some uh, Eager and, and and Marcus. Well, I'm, I'm all for good yeah. backstory. Yeah, bring us some good backstory for characters. Yeah, and an upcoming race. Maybe we might actually get a, a real race? race this time. <laughs> and the, pa- the platform classic just reminds me of like the Boonta Eve classic, you know. Yeah, there uh, you go. So I-, I hope we get a nice big race this time. We shall see. We shall hope see. So. Uh, in the meantime, I hope everyone has a uh, great Thanksgiving if you're in the United States. And we will be back. Because the holiday will probably be uh, a few days late with our review, but we'll be back uh, very soon with our review of The Platform Classic. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.